You're very welcome to another episode of the Swinford Chats podcast with myself, Tommy Stenson. And myself, Cahill Kelly. In association with the Gateway Hotel here in Swinford. Cahill, another week has flown by and we're back again. Yeah, Tommy, yeah, good to be back at it. It was nice to to get last week's episode out again and a great reaction to our chat there with Fiona. For you sure, know, people people music. were delighted to hear that and, and delighted to hear that there was another play possibly coming to the stage. So uh, exciting that's, news and a, a one to watch, I think, Carl. Absolutely. I'm sure that's not, not the last we've heard of that. I'm sure we'll have a few on again with more news again in the, in the future. And, you know, that was a lovely bit of music we played as well from the... The, the Woods Brothers, Tommy, was it? The Woods Neelix Brothers, and- yes, uh, two great brothers. And I, and I know that uh, you had some great music in the hotel, actually. The first Qualtas session came back for the kids on Sunday and I've seen there was a great turnout. So that's fantastic and uh, lots of great music in the area. Yeah, it was great. It really added to the atmosphere again, Tommy, on Sunday on Sunday afternoon. And it was great to see, geez, God, we have so many talented youngsters. You really have to stand back and admire them being able to come in and play away. It's not something mm. I'd be able to do myself, so fair play to them and Thanks a million for the local coaches for, for organising that. Uh, always a busy bunch and we'll be hearing more of them, I'm sure, over the coming weeks. And I know they've, they're have they going to be very involved in the St. Patrick's Day Parade uh, this year again, you know. Yeah, so it's great. As I said last week, Tommy, it's great to see so many things happen again and things coming up. And, and For you know, sure. Uh, and, and you mentioned there talented youngsters. I know a lot of the Swinford Athletic crew were out uh, at the weekend competing in the arena in Athlone and they brought home some... Uh, some trophies and some medals, so well done to all there. And of course, Michaela Walsh was competing as well at the uh, AAI Games in the National Arena in Dublin, and she threw an indoor best of 15.47 metres to win the women's shot put. So congratulations to Michaela. And I know that Own Lavin was boxing recently and uh, had a fantastic result as well, Carl. Yeah, I think Owen, Owen won. He's uh, won the Ireland medal, the top medal, the gold medal in his category there, you know, so very, very talented youngster Owen has been over all the years has been dominating his he's that his boxing category no matter when he's competed. I know I'd say it was a tough couple of years for him there not being able to compete over the COVID, but obviously back in the ring and back winning medals. And I know as speaking to Swinford Athletics and I and they were great pictures coming out of it alone, all right, mm. Tommy. But even they had great news themselves there last Friday when I think they got uh, the sports a big grant capsule. sports grant for their uh, track up there at the amenity park. So it's just going to be another Another uh, is bow and the feather and the bow or bow and the feather, whatever the right saying is, Tommy. You know, it's just we've often talked about the amenity park and how wonderful the facility is. And it's just this is just going to be adding adding on to that. And I think they they released some photographs on their Facebook page of the design of it and what it might look like when it's completed. And it looks absolutely brilliant. Another great asset to the town for sure. Um, I'm sure it's not easy to get those grants. So I'm sure I'm sure they're they're very happy with that, and I'm sure there'll be more fundraising to come then. And we hope everyone everyone backs that. Yeah. So it's just you know it, it really it's kind of underlining the team for the Patrick's Day Parade, Tommy, which is we're back and we're back and we're back with good news and big news and great news for the year ahead. It's only even there. A good friend of mine. I don't know if you know him, Liam O'Malley, from down from Swinford. He's living Liam is living over in London at the moment. Liam called in to meet me over the weekend, and uh, I. I'm planning an after wedding party. Liam is at the cancel his wedding, I think, two or three times nice. in the last couple of years. So, so I thought Liam was coming in to meet me about the after wedding party, but it was actually, in fact, it's a tractor run from London to Mayo. Yes. He's very involved in organising come the May back all the weekend. Mm. So I look forward to getting Liam on and uh, we might get him on before the wedding or we might get him on after the wedding. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, it, it, that, that's going to be a big event. And I know sure. they're planning a, 
I think it's from London. I think it ends in Kong. It does but because I think they're, they're fundraising this year for the Daisy Lodge, which is a children's cancer charity. Um, I, you might remember Rory Best passed through Swinford and met the children in Culmore National School in September. He was fundraising for the Daisy Lodge as well. Um, so it's a fantastic charity and huge work goes into the tractor run. They've, they've done great work over the years. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that now would be, that'll be over my head, Tommy, you know, but uh, looking forward to organising. We're hoping to get them all back to Swinford on that Saturday night. Brilliant. So again, hopefully that should be another great event for you all, for you all news, news about. And uh, something I actually meant to mention uh, last week and our guest this week, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about this because I know he's a huge, huge fan of the Swinford Golf Club, but it's a fantastic year ahead for Swinford Golf Club. It celebrates its centenary, which is a fantastic achievement for uh, for a, uh, small club in the west of Ireland and I only mean I, I don't mean small in any drug or nature it's a fantastic facility again and a fantastic community to have in our town and I know they have a fantastic year ahead planned uh, I know myself there's Donald Benson hard to work on a book which is going to be launched around Easter time Easter Saturday I believe is the plan there so that's fantastic. going to be another fantastic archive to have for the history of that wonderful club in the town but I think for, for the club to hit 100 years and as I said, that's where we look forward to. We're, we're going to be joined this evening, Tommy, by uh, uh, Peter Walsh. Uh, I'd say a lot of our listeners will know will know Peace. Peace is no neighbour of mine, although Pete's well older than me, older than me as I'll remind him now when we're talking to him. Uh, Pete's um, parents would have been well-known then. His mum would have been a well-known teacher, um, Mrs. Walsh, and in the secondary school, and his dad was the, the dentist, uh, Peter Walsh. So I'm sure our listeners will enjoy Pete's joining us from... From Melbourne, so we, it's going we to be won't early say, hours in the morning for him. I was going to say, Carl, that we waited up, but no, that's fine. We'll go with that. That's it. When I was when I was uh, arranging the time of the interview with him, Tommy, I didn't give him too much. Uh, I didn't say we do the morning and he could do the evening. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him a time slot of fair play to peace. But yeah, peace, peace is, uh, as I said, a lot of people know Pete. And uh, Pete's a big fan of, of us keeping in touch with Swinford and visiting Swinford. He was back there a couple of years ago with his family and uh, I know he has plans I'm sure and I nearly I'm sure he'll tell us about it now but I'm, I can't see this Peter Lowen Swim for God Club celebrate a 100 years and him not get back to part of the celebration brilliant. so I'm sure ah, he'll brilliant, tell us brilliant. Well, looking forward to chatting to Peter when we get to him soon so I'm absolutely delighted that we're joined on the podcast this week by uh, well-known Swinford native uh, and a neighbour of mine uh, Peter Walsh Pete all the way from Melbourne you're very welcome to the Swinford Chats podcast Oh, thanks, thanks very much, Cahill. It's it's uh, lovely to see you and to talk to you um, from a long way away. But yeah, you don't seem far away. Great, so Pete, and and you know, I, you're you're one that you've been on my list from from the beginning of this, Pete. So I'm delighted you were able to join us. And I know it's it's early morning, it's morning time for you. So thanks it's, very much for that, Pete. You might just yeah. I know a lot of our listeners will know who you are, but you might just uh, introduce yourself to our listeners. Of course, yeah. Um, my name is Peter Welch, and uh, I grew up in uh, Park Road in Swinford. Uh, my parents, uh, Peter and Joan Welch, uh, both uh, were natives of the town, actually. And um, yeah, I, I lived in Swinford till I was uh, 24. And uh, then I, like a lot of people in my generation, I um, migrated to England. And uh, and then after, I, I, I would come back very regularly from from uh, London to to maintain my connections with Swinford. And uh, I have a lot of friends still in the town. And um, I, uh, for the last 20 years now, I've been living in uh, outside of Melbourne in Australia. Um, but 
as I said, I've been lucky enough to be able to get back home and maintain some of those connections in Swinford. And it's uh, something that I've, uh, you know, hold very dear to my heart, like a lot of Swinford people that are uh, living abroad. Yeah, I, I know. And uh, you were you were lucky you, you got home just before the kind of pandemic hit there, Pete, with the whole That's family right. there just like in 2019, you brought the, all, the, all the gang. Well, again, Cottle, you know, that's something that I suppose um, migrants always want to do is to bring their, their family home. And uh, look, it's an expensive thing, but it was an important thing for me to to get them to Swinford to let them have a look at where where I, my children to, to see where I'm from and to meet some of the, the people locally. And of course, we came over during the Shimsa as well. So we had a chance to, you know, to see all the nice things that happened uh, during the Shimsa and uh, yeah, yeah, it was a very important thing, and I was really delighted that they were able to do that. And I know, Pete, your generation, I suppose, in particular from the 80s, I suppose, a lot of your um, yeah. colleagues, our contemporaries, had to leave Swinford and to emigrate all over the world. So I suppose Sheemsh is always a good time. You know, a few of them are going to be home and knocking about. Uh, absolutely, Cahill. And I mean, reflecting back, you know, I, I worked in uh, McDermott's pub for a couple of years there in the 1980s. And, uh, uh, you know, Georgie, fair play to him, he he gave me my first line of work. And uh, that was really important for me. And uh, it, it allowed me to get to know an awful lot of Swinford people as well that I wouldn't have known otherwise. And And I suppose I saw immigration and the impact of it in those years of you know, in 1984 through to 87, when I left myself, um, you know, there were so many people that had gone and uh, it, it was a tough time for the town, I think. And, and uh, but I suppose I've learned over the years that that's what happens in towns in, in, uh, in Ireland. There's kind of cycles when people have to go away, like in the 50s and that. And then, you know, there's other times when it's better and they're able to get back. But, um, you know, we... we uh, uh, of, of course, a number of my, my friends remained in the town, like, like uh, you know, John Farkin and Jerry Moore, would be contemporaries of mine, and uh, my friend John Sheehan, uh, he was away for a while, but he came back, and uh, uh, my friend Michael Brennan has always been living around the town, so there's always been connections there. And I suppose course, it was yeah. it, it was probably difficult, you know, back then when you were going. Now technology is there and you you can feel that connection. But when you went first, that that probably wasn't there. So a little bit more difficult. Yeah, that that's right, Tommy. I mean, I can uh, I mean, my parents were still alive, obviously. And, and I suppose living in London, it, it wasn't quite as bad. I mean, the first few years, you know, you, you took the ferry home when you could. But uh you know, with the Knock Airport and Ryanair, and then, um, you know, that that helped a bit. You were able to get get home more more quickly and and more frequently if if you were lucky enough. And um, you know, the the phone calls though was a pound a minute, so you're you're out to a public phone booth and uh, queuing up. And uh, you know, you might have you know ten minutes or something, and you'd kind of rattle through whatever you were doing and. Uh, um, and you'd write letters as well, I suppose, you know, so uh, that's something that's been lost now, I suppose. People just don't write letters like they used to. And, and they were a great source of information and a, an opportunity to uh, communicate uh, in some detail. Um, I still have letters from my friend Eamon Ruan when he was in London, which, I, uh, which I've hung on to, you know, and they're, they're great mementos to have. I'd say they'd be worth reading. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you you get a great insight into the 
you know, the social life of people, uh, uh, you know, young people, Irish people in London uh, from Emily's own unique way, uh, communication style and uh, very, very funny, you know. And uh, yeah, he'd write about four fool's cap letters of uh, our pages and, uh, you know, you'd be filled in on all the crack and, and all the people that he'd be meeting too from from locally, but also this this other world he'd be exposed to in London as well. So, yeah. You've always said that, Peter, that Swinford, Swinford people, and I'm, I'm sure it's not just unique to Swinford, but I suppose it's something we can relate to, is that Swinford people are very good for looking after each other abroad and meeting up. And, you know, you may not necessarily have know someone at home, but that Swinford yeah. connection is enough when you're away. Oh, oh, it's hugely important. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I can remember a number of years ago, um, uh, what's his name, Enda, Enda Murta was out here for a while, and uh, I met him in, in town, and um, we went into this pub, and uh, he was pointing out various people. He says, oh, they're from Calaster. You might know them, you know, and, and uh, it, uh, A, it was amazing how many of them were, were out here, but B, there was obviously that connection between them all as well, so that they they, they were in touch with one another. And um, God, in my time abroad, like certainly in London when I was younger, um, we'd always be in touch with one another. You know, we'd be uh, going out together or going to football matches or, uh, you know, calling around or, um, you know, there was a whole range of things that we do together. And, and that made a huge difference. And, uh, you know, I suppose as a migrant, you're kind of, you have a foot in two worlds, you know, um, but um, it's never been an issue about forgetting Swinford. Certainly from my perspective, it's so close to your identity that, um, you know, you'd, you'd all, you always maintain it, you always maintain those connections. Well, I, I'm going to jump in here now with a funny story, and I'd, I'd say you'll know this one, Peter, right? the first first time I was in Australia, I was a... Uh, in, I had three days. I had three days in Melbourne, so I was staying with Enda. Yeah. And uh, Pete, Pete's mom, God bless her, had uh, given me Pete's phone number before I went out because uh, she knew I was going to be in Melbourne. And uh, so I rang Pete and I said, "Right, Pete, God, Kelly here. I have two or three days here. We meet up for pints." Oh, geez, God, he said, "I'm flat out working, flat out working. Can't do it next time, buddy." So God's Look, grand, I, anyway, was... I, I, I had me few days in Melbourne. I came home then and. Swinford Golf Club had a blog at the time, and up had a post was dodged a bullet there, couldn't face going for pints with Cock Kelly. Not even. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think well, you were right. You know, there, was a, a, there was a degree of truth in that, Carl. You know, <laughs> I'd, uh, you, you're a, a younger man than me and a more active social life than I had uh, uh, by the time you got out here. But if it was 10 years beforehand, I might have met you for a few days, all right. But <laughs> I, I also think. Right. We've, made, we've made up for a few nights in Swinford, please. <laughs> Well, oh, yeah, and, and I mean, absolutely, it's it's a different thing in Swinford, Cahill. You know, I have to try and put on a different hat when I'm out here. <laughs> yeah, you don't have you don't have the work excuse when you're home in Swinford. But uh, you mentioned your parents there, Peter. They were two well-known yeah. Swinford uh, Swinford people uh, themselves. Yeah. Well, well, you know, my dad uh, was, um, as I said, uh, both of them grew up in the town. My mother uh, grew up at uh, Nine Circular Road. Her um, uh, she her uh, she was one of uh, three girls. Uh, her both of her sisters are still alive. Mary and Dory. They're living in Dublin, and um, you know her her dad was a, a sergeant in the local uh, in the guards, and um, my uh, grandmother on that side taught up in Cashel School, 
And um, I actually bumped into a fellow in Bolands uh, the last time I was at home. He was a ganger man home from uh, from London, and he he came over and introduced himself to me and said that he had he'd been taught by my granny. And uh, you know, so there's all these connections that uh, like yeah. I didn't know the man. He was a friend of Tommy Conway's, and uh, so so yeah, me my granny taught up there, and um, and then on my father's side, uh, his his dad was. Um, he was originally from Bunny Conlon, and uh, he um, he moved to Swinford. He was he was an engineer, and uh, he worked for the local council. And um, uh, they, they built the house up in Park Road about 1925, I think. I think it was the first house up there at the time, and probably yours was the next one uh, across yeah. the road. Um, but uh, you know, obviously, it's it's. Um, over the years, Park Road has changed <laughs> quite a bit. But yeah, they were there anyway, and they, they had six children. Uh, my dad was one of two boys, and his brother Eamon, and uh, um, and and then he had, uh, you know, four sisters as well. Unfortunately, the last of them only passed away a week or two ago. And my auntie Mary, who was living in Dundalk, um, she was ninety-two, so she had a good long life, you know. And uh, um, but yeah, that was uh, my, my mother and father, like the reared us up in that house in the park road and uh um, yeah we've uh, lovely memories uh, of growing up in swinford really and i know swinford has very fond memories of your parents uh, peter them. but i had the pleasure peter of meeting your uh, you mentioned your your aunts there from circular road uh, yeah. there's, a fas- there's a story and I, and I hope to do more on it again it's a fascinating yes. story and i know it was in the news last week about the some uh, german children that were sent over to ireland after the war and I yeah. remember I had the pleasure a couple of years ago, a few, probably a few years ago now, of meeting your two aunts with, and the late Angela Campbell, God bless her, and th- yes. this particular German lady. They met up years later. It's a great story piece, isn't it? Oh, it, it's a marvellous story, uh, Cahill. You know, they, um, at, at the time, just after the war, Germany was, um, was kind of destitute, down on its knees. You know, it had been uh, destroyed, you know, the... the the, the people were struggling to feed their children and that. And the Irish government or the Irish uh, um, government in, in, in conjunction with some of the welfare agencies or whatever offered to take German children in. And uh, my mother's parents were part of that scheme and took in this girl, Marion Kramer, who was a, a young girl from, I think she was from Cologne. And... Um, Herself and her brother came over, and I think their cousin, there was a few of them in Swinford anyway, and uh, some more down in Ballina and that. But she was, she was in Swinford for about three years. And, uh, it's, um, you know, she came over without a word of English. And uh, when she left, she hardly had a word of German left, and she was actually... Uh, so she assimilated very well, and I was very proud of the fact that my, my grandparents were part of that scheme and that my aunties, uh, you know, really... Certainly, by what transpired uh, later, um, welcomed her into uh, you know the family home, and uh, Marion, um, uh, she was yeah. As I said, she was here for three years. She learned Irish in school, and she used to refer to my grandparents even years later as Mammy and Daddy. And uh, when when she when she eventually was reunited with her parents a few years later. Um, yeah, it was a big wrench for her because she'd spent those three formative years in, in Swinford. And um, 50, 50 years uh, after they'd been out of touch, 
she got in touch with them again. There was a program in Germany about uh, uh, this, this scheme that had occurred and uh, it's triggered in Marianne the desire to try and reconnect with uh, uh, my mother's family. And through the Red Cross, the and, and Moira, I think there was a notice put in, in some of the Irish papers in that and Moira Philbin's mother, I think, spotted it. Moira got in touch with me out here I spoke to the Red Cross in Dublin, the Red Cross, and to confirm that two of my aunts were still alive, the Red Cross spoke to Marion. And anyway, the upshot of it was, was that they reconnected. And, in, and, and actually, my Auntie Mary said, when they, when they got together, it was like they'd never been apart. There was such a, a, an easy connection between them all. And... Um, you know, they're in touch very regularly. And um, Marianne came over to Swinford to see them. They came down to Swinford. I think they met Andy Madden and had a look around, met yourself. And, uh, oh, you know, and it was an amazing story. story and I remember, yeah. and, as you, and that's what struck me the day when I met them. Yeah. He said how comfortable they were yeah. in each other's company, even though they had yeah. been separated for all those years. It was, there's, 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 so, there's, there's more to that, you know, we... We really yeah. support that. So, and you, you mentioned Moira there. Like, I mean, the work Moira yeah. does and linking people, mm. Swindler yeah. people all around the world to their relatives is amazing. Oh, you know? It is. You know, Cottle, you know, the way, one of my reflections on it was just things we take for granted, like the welcome and the hospitality and just the decency of people in the West of Ireland. You know, that, that had an enormous positive impact on that girl. And I'm sure lots more besides and... It's it's true with tourism as well. Like you know that we uh, there's something about the way people are in the west of Ireland that uh, resonates with people and really makes them, uh, you know, well it, it gives them a really lovely experience whenever yes. they're they have that that's, connection. That's a lovely sentiment, Pete. And of course, that kind of brings us to I know you you hopefully have plans to come home this year because I, uh, I know you're you you're, you're great girl for swim for a golf club. Uh, I do. And I a do. wonderful achievement this year. A hundred years is a fantastic achievement, isn't it? Well, well, again, uh, you know, it's something that Swinford Golf Club was something that uh, I spent an enormous amount of time in as a youngster, and uh, often to the sorrow of my parents, who, who uh, uh, I'd, I'd a habit of kind of walking out the door about five minutes before my dinner and coming back about five hours later, and. Uh, <laughs> um, and I'd no, I, 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 I had a huge love of the game, and I'd, I'd an awful temper too. Like so, I had to. Golf is a great game for kind of getting you to um, process these things over time. And I, I, I still am a keen golfer, and uh, I'm still very fond of Swinford Golf Club and all the the people there. I mean, it was a marvelous place to be attached to growing up. My father was very involved in it. But, you know, in the 70s and 80s, when I was there, it was just a, a lovely place. And and uh, to think of it being 100, uh, uh, you know, it's 100th anniversary now is, uh, yeah, it's a big, big achievement. And I, I'm I'm looking forward to getting there to be part of those celebrations. Neighbor, uh, Donald Benson is very involved in, in bringing out. Yes. And uh, I'm sure he's, yeah. he, he may have been in touch with you about that, you know, but no better man, yes. no better man. 
Oh, absolutely. Like Donal is, is certainly uh, central to the uh, golf club story um, and the development in particular of uh, youth golf in Swinford, where, uh, you know, we, we had, uh, you know, great experiences. It was it was at a time when golf was becoming more available to people in the 1970s. And uh, there was a huge wave of interest in Swinford and um you know, I can remember, you know, uh, you know, Shane Campbell and Eddie Casey and, uh, uh, you know, myself and the Bensons and Johnny Harkness and Jerry Run and, uh, you know, uh, lots, lots more as well. Neve O'Neill and uh, Sinead O'Kelly and, and, um, and, you know, it was was one of our main outlets, you know, and, and uh, but there was a lovely welcoming network of, of uh, older people in the club as well that, that, uh, you know, it was, it was very influential on us. I, I, in particular, I think of Mary O'Neill and, and Owen Rove. And, sure, sure, yeah. You know, but, you know people like that. A few, were, were just a few of those great. names you mentioned there, people are still trying yeah. to, are still practicing on the swing. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But that, that's the thing, you can be practicing it all the time and it'll come <laughs> and go too. Like, there's, yeah, no, yeah, there's no guarantee with it, but uh, a marvellous facility in the town. And as I know, PJ is someone that obviously keeps a keen eye on, on all the, what's going on in Swinford. And you've seen, obviously, yeah. all the new amenities that have grown up around. And yes. I think it's no, yes. it's no coincidence that they've grown up beside the golf club. Do you know that this wonderful amenity leads to, oh. over the 100 oh. years, leads to more wonderful amenities? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, the, the um, you know, I know they're doing work uh, to enhance the walkway around the park. And I mean, I was reading about the new uh, uh, extension of the running track in, and the, the Mayo team training there. And, and like these are all, uh, you know, for, for young people, that's just such a, a huge, uh, well, for everybody, you know, facility. And it gives them healthy outlets. It gives them connections. It brings it brings the town together in a, and makes just things the community a better place for it. So I'm thrilled to see all that when when uh, and see how that's evolved over over the years. You know the not just the golf club but all the other sporting facilities in the town. Absolutely, it's great and it's great. It's a great uh, compliment to everyone, all the different people who are involved in making these things yeah. happen. And I was sure, oh, I was sure, James. I was waiting for the call from James Horn to come up for for a few minutes last <laughs> Saturday afternoon when I had the rub there, you know, to give a few yeah. tips. Now, but maybe he knew it I never, was caught up watching the. It never came. He it never he, came. Uh, I, he must have known I was out. I was out watching the rugby with Tony Gleeson, please. So uh, he must have known I was. <laughs> he, he should have been over in Paris, Col, uh, uh, and you might have won if you'd taken to the field yourself and Tony. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, have, we'd, have, we'd have been worth a few points in the last few minutes, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, absolutely. I mean, and, and look, it's great to see. And, and again, the more than uh, sport is such an important thing for people, and. Uh, um, I think, uh, you know, the rugby is a good example of how it draws people together. And, uh, I mean, there's plenty of rugby interest in Swinford. It's probably one of the, the few things we don't have a club of, actually, you know. But, uh, you know, there, there's still a huge interest in it. Absolutely. We always had the few names go back involved in Balna or Ballyhonas rugby clubs. Particularly in, in, in yes. O'Connor is still heavily involved in Balna yes. today. Uh, how's life for you out there in Australia at the moment, Pete? Are you opening up a bit or...? Uh, yeah, look, it's uh, a bit like like Ireland, I suppose. Like we avoided uh, most of the um, uh, worst effects of COVID for a couple of years, but then before Christmas, with Omicron, it really hit home, and uh, it was quite similar. The numbers then 
between here and and Ireland, you know, which I, I often compare Victoria, which is maybe a, a couple of million people more than Ireland, but broadly similar. And uh, look, uh, it's restricted an awful lot of things. People uh, couldn't travel. People uh, in hospitality, in particular, really uh, it really suffered. You know, things like um, restaurants and uh, other uh, hospitality, you know, hotels, things like that, pubs were all shut down for months and months and months. Um, but it is beginning to pick up again now, and people are, are really enjoying the fact that, and valuing uh, things that we took for granted, I suppose, you know, and thinking, right, let's uh, yeah. let's make the most of things. But it's been tough, very, you know, very, it's been tough for a lot of people. Sure, and that's very much the case here as well, Pete. I think this year is going to be a year of celebrations because people, as you said, put it yes. there, are really valuing the, these moments and, these, and the missed moments, I suppose, and yes. making sure that we don't have any more of them. You know, yeah, and that's why people were. I, I, I told Tommy before this. I said, "Don't worry about this." I said, "We'll knock, we'll knock a, a nice bit of chat out of this fellow." But please, we will hopefully all those missed moments are behind us, and we look forward to welcoming you home later in the year, and oh, uh, for absolutely. the golf celebrations and a few other nights as well. Absolutely, Colin. I'm hoping. Uh, I mean, like a couple of years ago, I, I know I brought a group of lads over from uh, from here to play golf in in Swinford, and we had a great time. And uh, you know, again, that was another great example of the hospitality of Swinford people. Um, really, uh, you know, um, Declan Munley and John Sheehan and Philip Irwin and and uh, all the people as Rob Thornborough were, were gave us such a great welcome. And uh, look, with COVID, I don't know if I get as many back over, but I'm certainly can and them and uh, you know they they had such a wonderful time in Swinford as well you know and they went down to Hennigan's Heritage Centre as well and uh, you know just uh, some of them every time I meet them they, they keep bringing it up you know one particular I, fella he, I, I couldn't uh, agree more Peter I've always said over the years it's, it's made my job in the hotel a lot easier when you have a town like we have around us because I can yeah. I can send people anywhere and to any bar in Swinford any shop and any club or, and you know to be well looked after and oh, you know, absolutely, that's, yeah. that's a it's 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 a fantastic thing to be able to to say, but yeah. to be able to, you know, like when you bring a group home or bring friends home, you 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 kind of you sell the place well, and you're hoping that it backs you it backs you up, and it always does. It, it always does, you know. I um, my mates were fascinated by it. In fact, they often talk about you, Carl, and your hospitality. Without, you know, and uh, I'm not being paid to say that, but <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. You know, when they arrived in Swinford, in I think it was 20, 2015, and uh, you know, arrived in the town uh, when the festival was on, and uh, they they couldn't get over the the crack in the town and just the. Uh, just, just the well, the welcome, and uh, you know the the um, yeah, it was just it was yeah. just a great experience for them. They loved it. I think Shimsha this year is going to be the best and biggest yet we've seen yet. You know, I hope so. I mean, one of the things uh, uh, I actually was involved uh, when Shimsha was started up. I remember meeting up with Joe Mellet and Kitty O'Hagan and. Uh, Donegal O'Connell and uh, going around trying to drum up uh, a few quid to try and get it going and uh, obviously Bridge O'Connell was involved in but that's that's 34 35 years ago now you know more maybe 37 well it celebrated 35 two years ago yeah. Pete, so yeah. you know it's a it's a remark I always say like I mean there's there's far bigger and bigger towns with a lot bigger budgets and a lot bigger population that haven't managed yeah. to keep keep their annual festival going actually Tommy did Tommy did a show Last year, Pete, with uh, 
what was the band again, yeah. Tommy? I- Irish Mist. So the Greeley sisters, uh, Monica Benson, oh, yeah, the Campbell yeah, sisters. I saw it, yes, Tommy, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and you know, I-, I I sat back and I've listened to you guys, and and even when I was talking to Irish Mist, and I feel educated every time because I'm hearing the names of people that I wouldn't necessarily have met, or but. But sure. all the hard work that they have done down through the years and what it's left us today. So it's it's actually really nice to just sit back and remember those people as well. Uh, we, and I enjoy that, I have to say, over, over since we've started the podcast. But it's just lovely to hear that uh, as well. Oh, that, was, yes, that was a great show. I wasn't able to take part in that show. Too many babysitters amongst the... Amongst the uh, old babysitters, I mean. Amongst the group of, of, too of many Irish stories. Kids. I, I would have thought your your singing voice would have sat well in that company, Cockle. No more you, than me own. You think, you think now, I, 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 if, when I start singing in the office, the look I get from Fancy McNichols, Fancy Campbell is, is enough to cut me in my tracks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well of course, the, the Greeleys and, and the Campbells and, and Monica Benson are all uh, contemporaries of mine as well. Like, and I always, that's one of the, the things is to, to meet them and... Uh, and to hear them singing and, and to catch up with them is 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 a um, you know one of the highlights really of going over there as well. Yeah. So yeah, and I know one of the highlights of Shimsha is always seen uh, as you said seven year contemporaries coming home and catching up. Oh, it's always wonderful to see because I mean you again going back to maybe it's a way it's for people you just slap back in it could be five years ten years two yeah. years since you've seen each other it doesn't matter you you catch up yeah. within two minutes it's the crack is back. Uh, well, absolutely. Like I remember that I hadn't been there for many years and, and I went to the Shames in 2014, I think it was. And the amount of people that I met, met, met and I remember meeting uh, uh, Seamus Linsky, uh, Peggy's, Peggy's brother, who's uh, been living in America for many, many years. I think he's in Philadelphia, meeting him and his family and uh, meeting Eva McDonald and, uh, you know, people that I hadn't seen for years, you know, and just it was so easy to, to just connect with them straight away and just, uh, you know, just enjoy being in Swinford together. Well, listen, we, as, as we said, we look forward to welcoming you home later on in the year. And I yes. know you're 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 heading off to work for the day. We're getting ready to call it a night here. So Pete, thanks very okay. much for taking the time. We really enjoyed the chat. I've been looking forward to it. And thanks a million for joining us. Another very interesting chat there, Carl. Really enjoyed that to, to listen uh, and uh, hear the stories from Peter and yourself. Fantastic altogether. Yeah, I enjoyed that, Tommy. I must say, I was uh, Pete since we've started the, the podcast. Pete is one of the one of the guests I've been really looking forward to getting on because I knew. Once the, the chat got flowing, uh, no better man to, to keep it going. Hey, I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners will really enjoy, or all of our listeners will really enjoy listening to Peter, as he said, Bodie's parents, a well-known Swinford family mm. and, a, and a, a popular man. And and I'm sure when he's home, hopefully when he's home later on this summer, we'll get down and uh, I'm sure we'll be doing a few podcasts over the team. That's it, for sure. Up and running. We'll, we'll be live. We'll be doing it. That's it. We'll be doing a bank of interviews then, Tommy. We'll yeah. be able to just sit back for the rest of the year. Yeah. We'll have them all in the bank. For sure, for sure. No, it's it's, yeah, it's well, lovely. Yeah. And it's lovely to talk to people that who are abroad and it gives that connection as well to home, which is nice. Absolutely. And it's, and it's always fascinating, isn't it, to see how well informed they are of what's going on in yeah. Stanford. You know, it's, yeah. it's better than we are ourselves. <laughs> For sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. But look, that's that's a great thing. And I think we've even learned that over the last two years, the importance of using social media, the importance of using technology, the importance of all that has really come to the fore over the last two years when we couldn't connect with people the way we usually would. So it's great. 
Apart from this one for chat WhatsApp, Tommy. Apart from that, that's good. WhatsApp just never took off, Carl. We never, we never yeah, got that, there. That, that WhatsApp connection is broke. I think. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think if people want to contact us, Tommy, uh, I know you're you're better at this than I am. Yeah, look, they can channels. DM us uh, or PM us or anywhere they want to on um, online on our social media platforms. Of course, they can email us swinfordchats at gmail.com. Or sure, look, I'm sure they'll see us around town as well, Carl. They can always come up and say hello and tell us what they think. That's right, yeah. We really appreciate everyone's listening and, and every week and the feedback we get is fantastic and we, we know you're all enjoying us and we're very appreciative of that. Molly dear, did you hear the news that's going round? Down in the corner of my heart, love is what you found. And every time I hate to do, your Irish eyes so blue. They seem to whisper, darling boy, my love is all for you.